Did you enjoy that? How many ways didn't you enjoy it? Hello and welcome to Barely Topical, all the news as it develops, with Photoshop in case it doesn't. I'm Tim Frith and I'm joined today by Joe Bajoslavic. Hello. And Matt Bonner. Hello. Did you do anything fun over the weekend? Yes. What did you do? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> oh, I went on a holiday. Really? Where, where <laughs> no, did you go? I don't know why I made a, Why did I make that? <laughs> I went on a holiday. Did you? No. <laughs> I just wanted to seem like an interesting person. <laughs> Are you just a liar, Matt? Are you just a liar? <laughs> I just want to appear cool for the people listening to the podcast. I didn't do anything this weekend. You just sat in a room with your hands on the desk, sitting I still, sat, staring at a wall. I you? sat in a room and I, I watched BBC iPlay. <laughs> He's crying! <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. Just it's okay. Shed, shed it's okay. We're here for you. Shed a single noble tear. Oh, if only the news could cheer me up. Well, let's see if it does. Ian Duncan Smith has said that no decisions have been finalised on future benefit cuts should the Conservatives be re-elected. A spokesperson for the IDS suggested that all possible cuts will be pinned up on a board before a blindfolded minister throws darts at them until expenditure has been reduced sufficiently. When asked about the ethics of such an approach, the spokesperson said that that's pretty much what's been happening anyway. Labour have been criticised for selling a mug with the phrase controls on immigration, presumably intended as the perfect vessel from which to make a spit take over Labour policy. On the subject of an unpopular mug that has been branded unspeakably naff at best, the party explained that it was unlikely Ed Miliband would continue as leader after May. An inmate from Wandsworth Prison escaped by writing a fake email, posing as a senior court clerk, to grant himself bail. A spokesperson for the prison apologised for the mistake, but explained that prison staff had been distracted, waiting for a Nigerian prince to arrive and deliver their supply of happy Mr. Longtime upstanding please ladies wow dollar dollar. Zayn Malik announced that he's left One Direction, leaving many fans distraught. Malik has stated that he's leaving because he wants to be a normal 22-year-old. Hang on. What, Zane has left One Direction? But he's the fit one with the voice of an angel. Oh, I've got to go home. I'm compassionate leave. I've got the flu and my nansick. Oh, God, not Zane. Zane. Uh, top news this week was that Channel 4 managed to draw from both BBC and Sky News to steal Paxman and uh, Bay Curley to do the battle for number 10. Her name is Kay Burley. Kay Burley, yes, I, do, yeah, I get Kay a muddled I, I know a Bay Curley and I get them muddled. Oh, well, fair enough then. Yeah. Sky were actually in on it. Like, it was a no, they were in on it. They, yeah. they were aware that she'd been taken. <laughs> they were aware. Like, their branding was all over the place, along with Channel 4. No, I like the idea that Rupert Murdoch was sitting at home and he just saw <laughs> Bake Early on the TV and he just he shook his fist angrily, saying, Damn you, Bay. K. K, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Did you, did you have any favourite bits in the in the? Hall? I was personally actually just really disappointed that it wasn't an actual battle for number 10, as I was promised. I wanted the two of them to come in with weapons and just hatred in their eyes. What, what would be their, their weapon of choice? Cameron would wield his usual reptilian claws. <laughs> not, not, not his ceremonial <laughs> reptilian claws. <laughs> oh, his regular no, no, his regular ones. Oh, he only wears that to special occasions with the Queen. I see. Uh, and then Ed Miliband would wield... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I see Ed Miliband as wielding his, his massive mace. 
Oh, I see. Yeah. A really big spiky mace, because uh, hell yes, he's tough enough. Hell yes, he's <laughs> tough enough. I, I could mock him for that, but uh, I, I can't say hell yes as convincingly as he did, which doesn't say much. <laughs> to be honest, I was actually, though, pleasantly surprised by how aggressive he was. Like, actually, it did make me think, oh, yeah, that, that wasn't bad. And then I actually listened to what he was saying, thinking, oh, but that is quite bad. I'm not sure I like any of your policies, but you say it nicely. What's bad about him? Just the fact that he didn't really answer questions for me. Obviously, to be fair, some of Paxman's questions are a load of bollocks. Whenever he asks for numbers, what do you expect from that? I mean, they're not going to measure it. Paxman was just a robot created by the BBC to to collate data. That's why (laughs) if if, if he demands an answer to something, there's no other protocol that he has. He doesn't have an algorithm to go when he doesn't get an answer. That's why it keeps going. He can only interpret That's why he presents university challenge. That's why it works. (laughs) So efficiently... (laughs) Was he developed originally in his current body, or was it, did it just get out of control? No, he, it, well, he was originally... His, he has the original chip from Bamba Gascoigne. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why Bamba Gascoigne uh, also now has a bit less hair, because they lopped off just a side bit of his hair and put it on Jeremy Paxman. Was his hair containing the chip? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. it's, it contains all of his power. It's like Samson. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why uh, one technique that some politicians have attempted on, in the past uh, when he was on Newsnight was to shave Jeremy Paxman during the interview so that he would lose all of his interviewing prowess and would just kind of melt onto the floor like a puddle, like Samson did. <laughs> I think the important question is, who do we think won? Well, neither of them ended up like knocked unconscious at the end. None think, of the four people involved. I think we all lost. Everybody lost. Yeah. There was no winner. There were just losers. Because it just went on for a long time. Although Kay Burley did get to spend a lot of that time with David Cameron. So, in reality, she is the winner. <laughs> week is that councils can now uh, ban activities in certain areas. Um, PSPOs. Puspose. Yeah, puspose. Yes, they can just ban activities in public spaces and fine people if they they do those activities. So what activities would you specifically want banned if you were a council? Fun. Just any kind of, that's a broad definition, if you see anyone having fun in a public place. Find them for hundred pounds. That would ruin the fun, wouldn't it? I would literally like to instate a fun police to all places. Is this just something deep and bitter within yeah, you? I, I, I despise other people's happiness. Is this why you're trying to produce a comedy podcast? Yeah, I'm only <laughs> trying to make people sad. If, say, a particularly rich rapper is having fun by standing in the middle of the city centre and flicking out hundred dollar bills. Surely finding him £100 is not going to make a huge difference to him at all. In fact, it won't ruin his fun. It will only add... There's always a loophole, isn't there? (laughs) Flicking $100 bills, first of all, it's not like flicking £100. Also, having to hand that to someone specifically rather than just throw it into the air is not as entertaining. I'll have you know, I've done that. I haven't flicked $100 bills into the air. I only give people checks by flicking them at them. Whenever I've had to pay fines to the council, I've gone to the offices and made it rain on them. The only way. (laughs) Occasionally slipping 20s into their underwear. Oh, wow. Didn't realise you were so flirtatious with the council. So the activities that have been banned so far have been amplified busking. Is anyone actually not on board with stopping buskers from amplifying their music? Because to be honest, most of it is a bit crap. 
And the ones that aren't crap are usually violins, which are rarely amplified anyway. They're always amplified. You don't see people busking without an amplifier next to them. I saw a violinist in Leicester Square of all places busking without a microphone or any other kind of amplifying system. Not even an an acoustic one, like a really old horn. Which could work, couldn't it? That's true, I guess. An old ram's horn. No, that's because the council's banned it back in 72. Yeah. No ram's horns are allowed to be used to amplify violinists. Can they be used for other instruments? Yes. Okay. But no one tries. The other thing that was banned was alcohol open in public. And but only when drunk out of a ram's horn. <laughs> so Vikings are understandably really upset. Yeah. Have you ever seen a ram's horn with a lid? Not since 72. <laughs> in 72. Yeah. mad on the ram's horn legislation in 72, didn't they? And the country's never been the same since. Well, in Cameron's Britain. week on the show we've managed to get a very special guest gary holmes the world's first confirmed telepathic man it's a pleasure to have you here i can tell you're lying uh so yes wait did yes but no and it was a tuesday i believe so napoleon bonaparte riding a tiny horse are we done here i believe we are oh he's left should we do the letters then yeah sure we got one uh it's got a parliamentary wax seal on it Dear Belly Topical, you mentioned last week that George Osborne was only made Chancellor due to his position as the physically strongest member of the Conservative Party. It is true that he is the henchest current member serving today, but he is not the strongest in the House of Commons. That title does in fact go to me, John Burko, Speaker of the House. Hmm. This is because the Speaker holds the little-known responsibility of actually having to lift Parliament and run away with it in case the French come to steal the building. I may be a small man, but I am like an ant and can lift up to 5,000 times my body weight. That is to say, I weigh approximately one five-thousandth of a Parliament, or 1.0 Speakers in SR units. You may not know this, but there are several other positions in government which are decided in this way. For instance, the oldest member of the House is given the title of Grey Rod, and they must sing Danny Boy in the Commons Bar every day at 3am. The hairiest MP is rolled through the benches every morning at 6am sharp to collect any dust and to check for tiny spies. The most hairless MP has the title of most treacherous and that weird-voiced bastard should f*** himself for the next possible opportunity. Yours, John Burko, Speaker of the House. Oh, thank you very much, John Burko. Yeah, it's nice of you to send that. I was, yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised. Turns out we do have listeners, and some of them are John Burko. Um, guys, I, I, I just got an email as well. It's not good. What, what? Why not? They found out about the writers. Oh. Oh, dear. It says, To whomever it may concern... I am a senior podcast clerk writing to inform you of the impending emancipation of the barely topical writers from your captivity. The instructions for their liberation are as follows. 1. Go to the cave on the cliffside where you trap them, you topical satire-loving bastards. I mean, you kind compatriots of the podcasting world. 2. Approach them slowly and close their laptops gently. They do not deal well with surprise. And when the BBC website changed, one of them openly wept for 17 hours. 3. Guide them outside. They have not seen sunlight in years, long before you even began this podcast, which some might find unnecessarily cruel. Not me, of course. I am but an impartial podcast clerk. 4. Release them back into the wild, where they can go back to their real lives of knowing vaguely enough about the news to sound intelligent, without really having to know anything at all, and where they will never have to read the Guardian website again. Comment is free. I trust you will follow my instructions to the letter, as I am, of course, a real authority figure. If you have any issues with what I've tasked you with, you can contact me at 
Definitely a senior podcast clerk at notthewritersofbarelytopical.com. Regards, Mr. Kurt Stubbings, Esquire. Wow, that's a bit sad. Gonna miss those writers. Yeah, well, they're kind of useful, but, you know, what? they won't be missed. That's why we picked them. It's funny, because it's, a, it's an American email, hence the pronunciation of clerk there, Matt. <laughs> I like to read emails in the accent they were sent in. In the accent they were sent in? Well, you better redo it. <laughs> that didn't sound like an American accent to me. <clears throat> To whomever it may be. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's maybe best that you don't know. Okay. Thank you very much for joining us again. Oh, it was a pleasure, Tim. Oh, you're too kind. Yeah. And what about the listeners as well? Well, it was lovely for them to even bother listening. Oh, cheers, buds. You're very kind to us. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter. You can email us at barelytopical at gmail.com and find us on our website, barelytopical.wordpress.com. Oh, isn't the internet great? Okay. Do you think I'm cool, listeners? Please send letters in to Fairly Topical, telling me I'm cool. Just, just write an email and then give it to Matt. Uh, he needs, he needs help. Well, it's goodbye from us. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Fairly Topical was written by Matt Bonner, Joe Bohuslavic, Tim Frith, Rosie Nolan, and Tom Rees-Williams, who took two steps out of the cave before deciding that they were safer inside. The music, Vivacity, and Mining by Moonlight was by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. The show was produced by UCLU Comedy Club. I'm so lonely. (laughs)